0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hadrico Live. I'm your host, Hadrico, and today, our guest is a musician. Wait a minute, he's a producer. Wait a minute, he just makes magic happen. The one, the only Q the Rebel. You've heard of Quincy Jones, the famous name. Q the Rebel will be the next name that you hear as he has taken over the world by storm. With some of the collaborations he's done, the people he's worked with, the list goes from Tyrese to Nicole Parker. Ari. Just The names go on and on, but we're going to learn more about him and how he got to where he is. You want to hear it? Don't worry, I got you. Cause Hadrico Live starts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hadrico Live. Hadrico Live. Hadrico Live. Hadrico. Live. Hadrico Live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hadrico Live. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is the one, the only Q the Rebel. Q, how you doing today, baby?
1: I'm doing a little bit better than amazing, bro. A
0: little bit better than amazing. That's, that's, we've got to write that one down. A little bit better than amazing. Q, <laughs> you don't know, been on quite a journey. You know, there's so many different places that I want to go in this interview, but before I get too far in, for the person who has been living under a rock, or who got some, some, some Things stuck in the ears, then maybe they're not be able to hear all the great things that you're doing. Real quick in the synopsis, who is is the Rebel? Ta- talk to the people. Let us know who this gentleman is that we're talking to today.
1: Well, um, originally from Baltimore, Maryland, man. Uh, spent my first 20 years there, of course, and being in that hard knock city, uh, I've learned how to hustle more intelligently than anything. But that's where a lot of my gifts were growing from. So you know, just young, young man from Baltimore, man, uh, kind of spent my life there and ended up, uh, moving to California and changed my life completely, which got me to see the beach in the sand, which mm-hmm. got me to see hopes to go in and ended up being in the military serving six years there to get out and to do more of my gifts, to start a film career and sprouting back into my music. So, uh. More or less, I'm a creative, bro. I guess, you know, I'm an artist. I, it's funny I even say that word, artist. <laughs> I work with <laughs> them, so. But I it. get I get the line on it, you know.
0: You know, first off, let, let's backtrack a little bit. So you say you're born in Baltimore. Baltimore is definitely a city that's known for, not just seafood, but it's some rough times. Not necessarily the best neighborhood to be in certain times. So to get out of that situation, because a lot of people, especially in the African-American community, always make excuses from what they were exp- exposed to. And they say, well, because I was born here, because I did that, this is why I'm only doing this. But you shot past that and ended up joining the military. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you said you served for six years, correct? Yep. Now, I've seen some of your performances. I see the the, the joy, the, the pure passion when you're on stage or when you're making productions or when you're putting together videos. How did that time in the Air Force help the Rebel become who he is? Because I'm pretty sure you wasn't in, on AFN on TV. So how did you kind of condense your your passion during that period?
1: Uh, you know, it, I'm I can't stay still, bro. I just <laughs> I just can't. And I into two individuals, a guy named Beyonce, um, Robert Groves and uh my good homie, my Mick Stills, that most people know, man, but Michael. And those two were artists, and it became a moment to where I just was kind of I got this camera, I got this Nikon, uh, D7000, yes. So I ended up using that camera to kind of do shoot content for them. And this was before the, the Instagram, this is free Instagram, you know what I mean? Yo, it would be crazy if we would have had that at that time, but we're on the cusp. And I, I, I was always having this uh, feeling of set of synthesis and set of sentences is the art of seeing sound. Mm-hmm. So the music that those two were making was so dope, I had visuals for it. And what better way to work is working with them and they helped uh get me visually prepared for what I'm doing now. And bro, I really didn't see this coming. Mm. To be I, I, I didn't. Be straight up with you. I didn't know that my film career would even get me. I didn't even know I was gonna even make that a career. I was really into fixing cars, bro. And mm. I had a two forty SX, so souped it up and um it was around the time where I had this camera, and I ended up meeting two other good friends of mine that lived in the dorms, uh, Tim and my boy Dre, and they were talking about going to a Lincoln Park and N.E.R.D. concert. And when I heard N.E.R.D., yeah, I knew that, that means Pharrell. So I was like, "Yo, I want to go." By the way, I'm cute. Nice to meet you. But long story short, that whole week I told everybody, I was "Like, yo, I got this feeling I'm gonna meet Pharrell. I know I'm gonna meet Pharrell. I'm gonna meet him." And um, and this was in the military, and. My first year in Germany, yeah. And, you know, everyone hearing me say, like, yo, okay, that's, that's, that's cute. That's cool. Q is just a hype kid. He just is excited. Cool. So I had this feeling. I knew I was going to be on stage with him. And I said, yo, I'm going to be on stage with him. And the spaz song is going to come on man. I'm going to dance out. Whatever. So everyone looks at me like, all right, okay, cool. That's wishful. But we get there. We had some really, really crappy seats. And something in my spirit was like, go down to the floor. So I had to figure out a way of getting down to the floor. And I ended up getting down by telling this guy I flashed my military ID. And I was like, yo, look, I can get <laughs> deployed anytime. This might be my last moment to see him. I wasn't lying to him. <laughs> you know? Technically, you weren't. No, no I, you know, and I did deploy. So it's like, like uh, he felt some sympathy. And he was very empathetic with my response and let me on the floor, bro. So I'm on this floor, and he's getting on stage in five minutes. So I'm figuring out how can I get to the, the stage. And I'm like... I yell some random girl's name, Jessica. And they're like, who are you calling? I'm like, oh, it's my wife. She's up front. I got to get her to get out of here. (laughs) Ah, that's smart. I mean, it was like, I felt like Moses because the Red Sea was parting and I had a clear entrance to the front. But by the time it happened, he gets on stage, it's crowded, everybody's going crazy. And I just took off my shirt and I'm waving this first season BBC ice cream t-shirt that you had to be in L.A. to get it. And I think that's what caught his eye and he pulled me on stage. Bro, you want to talk about a life changing moment? The fact that I manifested that the first time, that was the first time in my life that I acted on manifestation the Mm. first time. And it was that moment, me being with him and looking at him on stage and being on stage and like saying, boss get up Dusseldorf and that crowd went so nuts. But that was God telling me like, yo, my son, Congratulations, tonight I'm gonna to give you a taste of what your life can be, but you're gonna to have to work for it. And that's the message I got out of that whole night. Changed my life, bro. I mean, I got that's met my hero. A,
0: that is a life changing experience when you can meet your hero on the first shot and, and you told first, everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was so much going through my head. I think my two friends at that time was, their brains was like scrambled, like, yo, this kid really said that and really did it. And he man. really did it. Yeah, and that was the start of everything. That's when I knew I could do anything, you know. And I told Pharrell, I was like, yo, I'm going to see you again. Sure enough, I, that did happen. But it was that moment, too. That was um, N.E.R.D. and uh, Lincoln Park when they had that concert in Dusseldorf. Changed my life, bro. Changed my mm-hmm. life. I sold my car. I had. This, I told you I had a built 240SX. I sold everything. Everything I owned, I sold it. I, had, I was standing in the dorms. I just lived. You know how them dorm beds are, do bro. So that's all I had to my name and I ended up getting a computer, a Mac mini that at the time, that's when that first came out and Cubase and I ended up making beats <laughs> and started
0: and that, and that's where it and all began. That's
1: where it like. The birth of the rebel. I, yeah. I was like, that's it. That was the birth of the rebel. Yes. That so was it. the birth of the rebel. So
0: the birth of the rebel, I mean, to have that type of experience. And I know your friends probably like, who the hell is this kid that going to just say he getting on the stage and then he gets on the stage now. That might have been the catalyst that started you, but the mindset that you had to have, because once you got out of the military, you moved to LA, correct?
1: Well, I moved to Orlando. Mm. And so this is the birth of the film career. I went okay. to wholesale to get an engineering degree and I ended up making some really cool people, bro. And um, it's funny, I you know, I hardly use the craft of engineering as far as like as a job, but I use it every day doing my music composition. So I give, I definitely gotta give full cell prop, bro. I learned a lot in that school, man. And um but I got out of there and then I just was looking at myself and I was like, all right, you know, I was working part-time at Apple and I was just kind of sorting things out. And I went to a show for uh Talib Kwali and the locks, and I brought my camera, and that's when I met kristen yes dj mk i met kristen uh i met mk and uh Brittany elise who was doing promo for 104.5 the beat and when i got with those guys they brought me on and believed in me and let me do all of the radio stations events and shows at Beecham. so if mm. you do shows at beachum who comes to those big clubs artists. Big right. artists right and i have a camera so me and my guy joe joe edward like he was helping me edit we end up tagging together and we were flipping content. This is when Instagram was fifteen seconds. So I was getting out content so fast to these guys. Like clubs was having promo videos within two hours out of as the night was over. Mm-hmm. So I was doing stuff with Future, the Migos, whoever they brought to Orlando, I was just filming them at that night. Now it's just with that. That's how Orlando got an idea of me as a videographer for what most people know, you know, cinematographer. Um, that's so Orlando excuse me, Orlando knows me for the film world completely. That's where that birth at. And um, I kind of put my music on ice for a second. You I was dabbling a bit, but it was tough trying to make I had to make a choice. And it was more sensible to make a living filming. But mm-hmm. I loved it, bro. I loved it. That's what was cool and I loved it and I had experience in Germany because I was filming for so many other people. So you know when you
0: step out and do something you love there's just it's like a different type of passion to me when you're doing something you love it's not work anymore it's its not it's not a job it's truly a good time when you get in that product and you get to where you want but now everybody he may be being a little modest he named these names and you think like okay well maybe you did a promo video for them but you didn't really meet them no that's not the case with my man here cute if i start listening to the people that you don't work dame dash rico love uh, Nicole Ari Parker I, I saw the shout out she gave you on Facebook basically dubbing you the next greatest thing you know Tyrese Gibson the list goes on and on but you know what there's nothing like that first one there's nothing like that first big-time celebrity that you work with who was that individual that was that first one for you and what was that experience like he's right
1: up there like okay point right there okay and it's Rico okay my bro like man Rico, like, I can really honestly, truly say that's like a brother, like, that he knew the day I got on his tour bus in Orlando, and I got referred through uh, by a guy named Dizzy, clean face. God bless him, because if it wasn't for him making that connection, this, bro, I would have not met all these people, would not work with all these people. That started my industry career, so I jumped on tour with Rico on this bus, and I was working for Apple, so I essentially had to quit i literally told these guys i was like hey i'm going on tour i I mean can i get like a terminal leave and they wasn't really trying to give that to me so i had to make a real choice and bro my daughter's two years old homie so i'm leaving a job with benefits because apple's pretty they pay pretty good so i'm leaving this to take a chance on filming in the industry and i got on that bus with just my suitcase and my gear and my computer. That's all I needed. How did you get over that doubt?
0: How did you get over that? And that's a great point for the viewers that are watching because we all we all reach these points in life where we think common sense is telling us we can't do something. You said you had benefits. You work for Apple. You have a child. As a parent, listen, I know that Mufasa feeling to make sure that your baby got everything that they need. But how did you get over that apprehension and say, you know what? I'm going to step out on this faith. I'm going to step on this limit. I'm going to bet on myself.
1: I think... I think that it's interesting because at that very moment, I can say logically, I was thinking, well, I'm making on average $140 a day, right? In my head, I'm looking at hourly, but I'm like, yo, I'm I'm spending eight hours at this place. Mm-hmm. And then I did a I, I did a video shoot for someone, and you know, I charged them fifteen hundred dollars, and I'm like, damn, well, I shot this video one day and then I edited it for two days. So I spent three days and I made man, and I, you know, as much yeah. as I would have made before. So I was thinking in that logic because my time was important to me. However, because I knew what, what time was valuable for me, I had to break this fear of dependency and say, yo, I don't, I don't care. You know, I, I I bet on myself. Ten times out of ten, I just looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, "Yo, you gotta bet on yourself today. You gotta do it, regardless if you don't get paid or not." And that's something that people think that, oh, you know, you working with these people and celebrities, oh, I'm fit, to get make all this money. Yo, you know, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about money, bro. I was thinking, let this is time for me to show my, if I can curse, show my ass. Yeah, sure. Let me show my ass off right now and let these people know that this legend. Rico, that he bought the, he gonna look so fly on every video that I did. And sure enough, but I wasn't just making dope content. I was getting it back to him within 30 to 45 minutes. My right hand of God, I was so fast filming these videos. And- I would do like these one shots and these steady shots when you get on stage and people are like, yo, how does he have a promo video already? Just off the stage. Like we're just home and he has, so, uh, uh I, I ran into french montana and he kind of dubbed me this mr next day nickname okay because i was i was flipping videos and i was getting them back the next day so it was cool man it was cool and and uh that's what that tour with um rico love and monica they did it's called the Co red tour it changed mm. changed the trajectory of how to work with these great people and and also them trusting me with their image with their product and their platform so essentially you're getting your own platform it's your time to really show off and show the world what you do but you have to love doing it and i was in there loving it bro i was loving what i was doing
0: i mean when you look at the wall behind you i mean you can see this depict many people that you have kind of came through and met with your career you've had a chance to work with some outstanding people but that doesn't happen without work ethic that doesn't happen without dedication that doesn't happen with a conviction that you can not be the best now you were doing the videography but you also you play the piano I mean how many instruments do you play i know you play a, a multitude of instruments because that artist side of you is still there as well so how did you balance the video production side with being an artist how did you make those two mesh
1: well uh again that's that set of synthesis bro singing sound man like i i i always had that when I was young I just had no idea what to call it and I was really terrified to tell like my family members and my friends like man like I would hear the, you know, the, the light bulbs mm-hmm. in the schools, that those long for fluorescent. Fluorescent. Yes, they would buzz in the key of F, <laughs> and but I knew that. But I would say if I would tell people this, they would be like, like, "What?" He, but crazy. it has that. You <laughs> like, and I mean, I'm like playing my saxophone in my head. That's how I learned how to have perfect pitch, because I play my sax so much. I would hear. I would hear my notes on the sax, and then I would match it to what I'm hearing. Oh, that's that note. Okay, that's that key. Mm. And I've been playing. I've been playing instruments since I was 10 years old. So the sax was first, followed by the piano. But I didn't really get on the piano uh, officially until after that whole me meeting Pharrell. Until I was in the military. No, no lie, bro. It was like 2008. But I, I I started touching other instruments after that time. And I think Ryan Leslie and my time with him had a lot of influence on that because I watched him do that. Um, and I was a part of a lot of things he had. He had a Black Phoenix Club and yo, RLS was, he's, he is. He's it incredible, is. he still is bro. And watching him and understanding that rhythm rhythm of like, oh wow, I just need to take my theory and just touch these instruments. He really influenced me to really touching the other instruments so. To answer your question, I say confidently, I can play five. Confident, you know. So, uh, saxophone, piano, uh, bass guitar, uh, trumpet, and uh, also in in an interesting way, the flute, because the flute has the same finger as the saxophone. So, I, I, so I know I to play, play the you know the the,
0: the desk. You know, I make some beats on
1: the desk. Let me sound <laughs> good this. to me. You know this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, well, listen, what? listen, hey, bro. that was critical.
0: That, that's that's where we all started, but you know, this has led you to do some huge projects. I mean, you had a, you worked with Stranger Things and People of Netflix. So once again, when when I try to tell you guys, we're not talking about small potatoes. This guy's worked with some of the best. But let's go to one. You worked with Tyrese on the Fresh concert. Oh. What was that like? Give me give me some behind the scenes. You know, us in the military, all of, we talk about Tyrese because he got promoted so fast and transformed from from yes, tech started to Chi. But what was it like working with Tyrese?
1: Um, he's probably one of the best people I've ever worked with, bro. I'm going to wow. be honest with you. And to share a very short story, long but short, but I would say two weeks from today, last year, uh, bro, I ain't really had much, man. And I was just trying to get myself acclimated in L.A. Actually, not last year, 2019, excuse me. Uh, I don't even count the corona year. It <laughs> just goes by. So he 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 honestly looked out for me in a way that it was very unexpected uh i didn't go in this situation asking for anything money wise i just was giving my art out and bro he let's just say essentially christmas was so much more better because of my time with him and i was able to give that make that christmas possible for my my daughter you know i go hard for my kid he's one of the most incredible people he's extremely passionate um i honestly would say like i understand why he's such an incredible actor. Like mm-hmm. I get it. And to having moments to spend time with him for him to trust me while we did like certain monologues together, it was great. It was an incredible experience. I just literally spoke to him not too long ago. He's got a birthday tomorrow. So, um, you know, yo, he, happy he, birthday he, to
0: my man Tyrese yeah,
1: yeah, he's A1, bro. He says this line. He says, you know, cuz he calls me Quran you know, Karan. Not one day is the same. Like, and he's so right. <laughs> Every day I was with him, it was totally different, bro. It was completely different. It was incredible. But I, I, I've met a lot of incredible people, and I worked really hard, man. You, and you and have, man. It's
0: I mean, you definitely have worked hard. Now, when I was looking at your, your website, and if you guys, that's Q2Rebel.com, you want to check him out. If you want to get some work, he has for you guys to link up with him. I mean, Project Small, you let him know your budget. Q can make it happen, man. But with that being said, so, you know, quick plug, you got to put that in there. With that being said, man, you did a tribute to Nipsey Hussle. I mean, this was a true icon that was taken away from our community way too soon. What inspired you to to get into that? What was the the moving
1: force that made you say, "Hey, this is
2: what I need to do"?
1: Um, when I heard that news, I remember I was with my best friend. It's crazy. I was with my best friend Danny. He was going to uh, Home Goods, and bro, I heard that news on the radio, and I broke down because, you know. <sighs> I heard of Nipsey when he did that feature with uh Wale on the Fularin mixtape. This was like 2012. Mm-hmm. So I ain't saying I I I knew him this whole time, but that's when I really first heard of him. I was like, yo, this West Coast dude is sliding. Bought all his tapes, even bought that hundred dollar mixtape because I just loved his hustle. It was his hustle that attracted me to his artistry. So when I heard that. It, bro it hit me it hit me and then i'm like i live in la i'm going to go take my talents down there and i'm going to go pay my respects so i mourned through filming that mm. that was that i've learned to cope with a lot of my emotions through my art and i mourned making that and i wanted to give my art and i and i loved that i did that so that's what influenced me bro he was one of the most influential people and I wish I had the time to work with him. Um, I wish I did. I, I knew someone close to him that was really, you know, I knew someone that was really close to him. Excuse me. And he was trying to line it up for me. Like literally like the next week. because he passed wow. away. So, and it, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but I'm glad I did that. So that was from the heart, bro. You know?
0: Well, you know, it's definitely good. If all of you, we're gonna make sure we have that for you guys. So y'all can check that out. So you all
2: can just see what he kind of put together. I'm not gonna lie and, and, and portray um, this ultimate poise like I've been had it figured out. Nah, no, I just didn't quit. That's the only distinguishing quality is that I ain't quit. I went through every emotion So I would just say you know Master your energy do your best to master your energy you know, and what you put out shot at by the police in that parking lot getting taken to jail getting raided in that parking lot to actually owning that building i remember the, building, the owner the master murder used to tell us he basically wouldn't allow the members of the community to hang out at all he removed the seats so people had to order they shouldn't go i remember that being young like feeling like how dare you and now he's our team. he pay us for it My mentality when I when I do start to be like this it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's that's what it's supposed to feel like. If, if you are going toward what the vision look like, then that's like greatness. That's why I think want to regards the mind state, yeah. and that's what my whole movement is about. You know what I mean? Niggas might see me as a homie, oh, he's a hypocrite, because if we go, it's him his homies coming his hood up. And nah, you know, I'm just representing where you're from. I'm expressing the culture of my city. Yeah, yeah. I think that what's what gonna separate whoever's gonna try to go for something is that you ain't know, gonna yeah, you know, you're going to really take the stance if I'm going to die behind what I'm, what I'm getting at. right now. Yeah. It's this, this whole thing. We look at life like it's about what you can get from life. You know, I read something. I was like, that's not what it is. You're going to always be unfulfilled if you look at life like that. It's about knowing you're going to leave one day. You know, when you leave, the only way you're going to be fulfilled is if you know you gave everything you had. And you left it all here because it's temporary and you got a moment. I'm, I, I want to be in this thing until, you know, I'm, I'm out of energy until I don't have nothing left to contribute.
0: gotten to this brand new year, 2022. I know I can tell already, you don't plan on slowing down. So no. what is coming up for Q the Rubber? What are you really going to attack this year to kind of take where you are now and just continue to progress to the next level?
1: I want to really get myself into composition. I want to narrow in on that more because, again, this has been a dream of mine since I was a child. And if I'm being quite honest, and, and I am, of course, as always, uh, I love to execute on things that not only I put out, but I manifest in my mind. Yeah. And, it, you know, it goes back to that story, like when I first did that. So I love to look at myself in the mirror and go, okay, bro, what you want to do? You want to do that? All right, let's do it. And I really be like, at that moment, it's a switch. It's like, that's what I'm on. So um, I'm, I'm ready to give my musical talents and gifts to the world. I'm ready to immerse my music with film i'm ready to soundtrack and i want to be the first uh black uh male musicians producers filmmaker and a veteran there isn't a a veteran film director and composer in hollywood you know that's from black. From, your, and lips, there from that. your lips to god's ears so I'll, I'll that's that so yeah and that's that's what i'm on man and, and next year is just about my my resolution is really less distractions so i can really focus on that for sure now
0: when you brought up a good point when you said the word focus you got i'm gonna show y'all the clip real quick this clip is gonna come up <laughs> are watching a master at work now when you just did this performance when you were composing and running the band it was a sold-out show and I can really tell by the post that you put up that it meant a lot to you what is going on in your mind in that moment because I can see the joy as you jump on the stage and you know you, you can have everything is going on you're controlling the band you're basically the maestro what place did you go to, man? You remember that TV, that movie Soul, when they said when he got to that point, yeah. he was he was outside of his body? You had an outside of your body experience. Talk to him. What was
1: that like? An outer body experience Boom. for sure, man. Uh I, I I sat up there and I looked, and then and then you know that conversation I had that day when I was on that stage. See, I bring this back with that mm. real thing. Like I looked at it and I was like. Is this what you was talking about? So I was having a conversation with God at that moment, but um it was exhilarating because I said that I wanted to do it, and I am continuously being consistent about executing on what I say that I want to do, and I make a freaking point of that, bro. Like I am so big about if I'm saying it the moment it comes out of my lips, you better do it. So I hold myself very uh I hold myself to a high accountability when it comes to that. And I'm big about accountability, but the feeling was was beyond exhilarating, bro. I don't, uh, I, I, I have to do a better job with talking on stage because bro, stage presence is different. Oh yes. It's different. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, oh, I'm just an expert at like, I've been doing, no dog. It may seem like I've been like, I'm used to it. I'm comfortable, but bro, I, my mind, nah i was on cloud nine and i just was so immersed in the music but
2: you know what
1: i took away from it
0: and not to cut you off but what i took oh, away no, from I, just watching you it, you know you i saw you put the tagline but i really heard the tagline as i'm watching you do it when it says uh this is a master at work like i could really see just the highs and lows the joy the the sound like the I can see that every instrument that was being played, you, you knew every note that was going to come out. And you were waiting for this certain point. And when you got to that point, you saw the joy. In it. So to get that type of satisfaction, it's something I think we all should shoot for. It's something that we all should want to get in whatever capacity that is, whether that's teaching, coaching, music, sports, homemaking, whatever that is, to be able to reach, you know, I'm going to go back here, to reach your Quan. I'm going to go back to Jerry McGuire. See, I saw you, you reached your Quan on that one i got you yeah and now with that i know there has to be more coming what's next man like like i'm interested to know because i actually want to come to a show now i saw so much energy on the stage like i gotta see it in person man i got to see this in person
1: well we um so me and my my bro terry josiah and i want to just shout him out real quick because i got to do that that's my bro like me and Terry Josiah, we met in 2008 in Germany. It's funny, mm. I keep saying this thing about Germany, bro, and like that moment, that year, 2008 was critical. So I met him and we talked about it. You know, we was like, yo, yo we, we come up with a band and, and it'd be incredible. And, you know, he came up with the name Urban Classic. And so, Urban Classic is classically trained musicians, but they're urban artists. So so that's what we've swung on. Yeah, it's really cool, man. It's like we're, we're, we're hip and cool, but we're very classically trained. every musician uh, that we work with are, are very trained in theory, but also just very imaginable. And they're fresh. They're breath of fresh air. Mm. So what we're planning on doing, and TJ, he's, he's, he's sold the mind power in like, where we can go and where we want to do uh, performances. So we're planning on perf- doing some shows in Miami. Um, setting up some stuff in LA. Um, even I'm, I'm, I'm even trying to work on just trying to get to Atlanta too as well. So I'm just using my connections to, to just showcase what we got going on, and hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, the people that I know, you know, come out and have a good time, you know, and that's that's all I want, you know. Listen, don't skip
0: over Vegas now. We 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 need somebody to. No, come on now. Easy. I'm here in Vegas. You, you yeah. tell me who I need to go talk to. I talk to somebody, you know. You go make
1: that man? happen. We're hey. there, man.
0: Listen, what you did was amazing. Now, I know we've had a good time, but unfortunately, I fortunately I gotta talk about something that I know you are also passionate about. This. I don't know if it's such happy times. What in the world is going on with your Baltimore Ravens?
1: Bro. Yo. <laughs> Yo. I'm gonna tell you just like this, man. Uh, it's, it's Our organization is finally learning for the first time how to deal with something brand new. Mm. And you can't really prepare for injuries, but you got to give my squad credit because for us to have the record that we have with over 30 players injured, like I'm talking about they're done. Mm. And we're doing what we're doing. It's remarkable. So it's credit to, you know, John Harbaugh and and, and the whole drafting class and like the whole program for that. They can draft really well. So what do you but, say to that person that says the
0: Baltimore Ravens need to get rid of Lamar? It's not working. Not chill. Not but- chill.
1: Nah, you, chill. That's, you, that's, crazy. that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy, I agree bro. I agree. He put in so much work. He made, he's spoiling these new fans. See, I've been a fan <laughs> since 96, my friend. Like, I know that John Harbaugh's brother, Jim Harbaugh, played quarterback for the Ravens. Did you know bro, that? I, I did. I did. Oh, I did. I all right, cool. You that. know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know, you know, I've been around at Tony Banks. You know what I mean? I, I know, bro, Vinny Testaverde. Like, I mm. was there, my man. Michael Jackson, he was a wide receiver. So it's like I I'm throwback. I'm original, I'm an original Raven fan, but I love my organization, bro. We're a golden standard organization. We going to be fine. Cause watch this. They're gonna pay my man Lamar his money. They should give him two hundred and sixty five million. Okay. And I see that they're gonna give him a short contract, like four years, five years. And what they're gonna do is they're gonna do what they do well. Get a lot of drafts, draft young Lyman, draft young Dean Lyman. And we straight, bro. We man, we straight bro. So we so y'all they just don't need to play him. They just don't need to play him. I don't want him to play him at all. To be Oof. honest, nah. Haven't we learned this lesson with RG three? With RG three,
0: uh, trying to get him cool. back out there too soon. Uh, chill. And to be honest with you, I was very impressed with your backup, um, Huntley. Talking,
1: yo, uh, Huntley he, he, he's doing this thing.
0: So honestly, I, I think he does a very good job. So y'all. So, Y'all heard it here first. The Ravens are going to be good, but this leads me like to what called the final timeout. For the final time, listen up, ladies and gentlemen. One thing we learned here today is the power of manifestation. You have to think it, you have to believe it, and you have to go after it. Nobody can control your dreams. That's why when you go to sleep, you go to sleep by yourself. You have to make that happen. And you have to be the key word is consistent with your execution from our guests. That's one thing that we did pick up. Hey, man, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us, Q, man. What, what For my people that need to find out and want to see your work, where else can they find the Rebel? Q the Rebel, where can they locate you, keep up with you, and keep tapping what you got going
1: on? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, Q the Rebel. You can find me anywhere with that. That's Q-T-H-E, Rebel. Like, I, that is everywhere, all over the place. Karan, Witherspoon, I'm not hard to find. Uh, that's for Instagram, at Q the Rebel. For Facebook, at Q the Rebel as well uh quran witherspoon for facebook as well but twitter at you the rebel i'm consistent again there's that word (laughs) consistency (laughs) boom
0: just that quick it came back
1: yeah Yeah. we want to thank you so much for
0: taking the time and ladies and gentlemen that is another episode of hadrico live boom in the books